Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 139. This episode is brought to you by TalkBox.mom. Did you catch my conversation in the last episode with Adelaide? If you did, you know what an amazing opportunity you have to help your kids naturally learn a foreign language. I'm so excited that TalkBox.mom also works for high schoolers. So no matter if you have little kids or if you have teenagers, It'll work for everyone. And even if you feel like me and you feel like, oh, I'm so not adequate to teach my kids a foreign language, especially because I'm not fluent in it, I want you to realize that you're good at it because you've taught them their first language. And remember, how did you teach your kids English? You taught them in normal everyday situations. And that's why talkbox.mom works so well is because you're not worried about getting hung up on grammar and vocabulary. You're actually working to use it in normal situations. You're actually focusing on fluency first. And this is why I think you're going to want to get the free language starter pack by going to talkbox.mom forward slash homeschool with Moxie. If you decide to go ahead and sign up for a box, you can save $20 with the coupon code homeschool with Moxie 20. And if you want to start with the phrase book only, you can save $5 with the coupon code homeschool with Moxie five. So if you want to grab your free language starter pack today, go to talkbox.mom forward slash homeschool with Moxie. Hello and welcome to episode 139. Today we're going to talk about daily homeschool scheduling tips from the perspective of if you're listening to this as it goes live, we're at the beginning of December, you're likely winding up the first semester of your homeschool year, and it's a great time to reevaluate. What's been working? What have you feel like you've been missing out on? We all start with these wonderful plans at the beginning of the year and reality sets in. Things don't always go like we hoped they would. And that's not a terrible thing, right? We have to live in reality. We have to live with the kids we have and, you know, our personalities and all of that stuff. So today I want to walk you through um, a little bit of how do you create a daily schedule for homeschooling that's going to work for you. It can't be based off of some pie in the sky idea of what homeschooling should look like. It really has to work down in your realistic day to day with your kids, with your house, with your schedule. Like it has to work for you or it doesn't make sense to like beat yourself over the head because you can't keep up with this fake schedule that's never going to work for you. So we're going to talk through this. Now, if you're listening to this in the middle of the summer or another time, it's still applicable. You just have to reevaluate where you are and you totally have the freedom to change things up at any point when you're homeschooling. Don't ever feel like, well, these are great ideas, but I'm going to have to wait till next year to do it. No, if things are not working for you, take the freedom you have and change it up. You're not in a classroom where you're not allowed to change things like this. You really can. And so I think this is a great little, um, hopefully a great little pep talk for you to reevaluate a few things before we get to the new year. If you would like specialized help with this, I invite you to try out the Homeschool Mom Collective membership. You can get in this month for only a dollar if you use the coupon code dollar trial at 41more.com forward slash 
membership. And what we do each month is work through specific topics that we need to work on each month. And in January, we will be reevaluating our year. We'll be working on setting goals. And our goal is never to overwhelm. It's just to have a few simple steps each month to keep us all on track. The membership is especially great for new homeschool moms who feel a bit overwhelmed with everything. But I also have veteran homeschool moms that join us in there too, because they like the accountability. So no matter where you fall, I invite you to check us out at 411more.com forward slash membership. Okay, let's jump into our topic for today. So first, let's talk about that uh, schedules versus routines argument. I know I use the word schedule, but when you're homeschooling, most of us cannot handle a rigid schedule. When you think of schedule, you think of um, schools and bells and you know what class is at nine o'clock and then you have to switch at 10 o'clock to your next class, even if you weren't done your work from nine o'clock. And if you get into your history topic, it doesn't matter. You have to put the book away and move on to science the next hour. Well, That goes out the window, in my opinion, when you're homeschooling. And I think what works better for almost every family I've ever spoken to is actually routines. Now, when I say don't have a schedule, it doesn't mean that it's chaotic. It doesn't mean that no one knows what to do. In fact, I think you do need to focus on what should everyone be doing next. And if your kids don't know and they're constantly calling mom, you know, what do I do now? What do I do now? You do need to set up flows and you do need to set up routines so that your kids are, you know, gaining independence. We, you don't want everyone waiting for you to individually help them to be able to finish their day. So routines just mean what's next when your kids wake up, what do you do? You know, when you finish breakfast, what's next, what's next, what's next. And there are lots of help helpful things for you to, you know, get those routines set up and I will link to them all in the show notes. And of course you can find links to everything we're going to talk about today. Lots of important information you can grab at 41more.com forward slash 139. I'm going to have a ton of information for you related to homeschool schedules and routines. But now that we've just kind of quickly gotten that little dilemma out of the way, is it a schedule or a routine? It's definitely a routine. It's a flow. It's not rigid, which is usually what we think of when we think of schedules. Let's jump into four simple tips as you're looking at finishing up the semester, starting your new year in January. If you were a little frustrated with how your daily homeschool flow went, if you felt like you got to the end of the week and nothing got done, if you feel like you were always out of control and that um, emergencies always kind of took over instead of like being in charge of your day, if you felt any of these um, thoughts, then I want you to consider some of these tips. Maybe you need to focus in on one or more of these action steps. So the first thing I would say is if you're asking the question, how do I create a daily schedule for homeschooling? You have to make it fit your family. So the first set of questions to ask is, what is your family like? Do you have early risers, late risers? And you might have a mix. If you have little ones and you have teenagers, your teenagers might be the late risers and your young ones are up early. You also have to look at yourself as a mom. What are your needs? I know we're not used to thinking of that, but I'll tell you, I had I had a hard time when I had all babies and toddlers and they were always up at the crack of dawn. And I need a lot of sleep. I don't function well on not getting enough sleep. And those were hard years for me. Now that I have teenagers, I only have one elementary student and the rest are teenagers and in high school. I mean, 
I get my sleep and I come, I wake up when I'm going to wake up and when I've gotten my sleep and my kids know, I mean, they don't wait for me. They know what to get done and they know what to do. So I'm at a nice point in my life where I don't have to get up at the crack of dawn if I don't want to. Maybe you're not, but I want you to hang in there and as best you can deal with your family situation as far as when you start your homeschool day. Some of you are up early and it doesn't bother you one bit and you'd rather get up at five o'clock and have a few hours of quiet before the kids get up. Well, work it out to your best situation to fit your family. So if your teenagers are sleeping in and besides your teenagers shouldn't need you very much anyway, right? They should be able to get their work done when they wake up, they can get it, they can get started. If you do have a bunch of younger ones waking up early, and you are okay with getting school done early, go for it. I mean, you could get everything done with a five-year-old, you know, before the older kids wake up at nine o'clock, you could totally do that. You don't have to wait till everyone's up and everyone's eating breakfast together, you know, unless you want to. But I say, you have flexibility to work at your peak time, your kids' peak time. Some of our kids are like us and they need a lot of sleep. And when they get up, their their brains aren't quite ready to be engaged yet. I mean, work with your situation. So maybe it works best to do, you know, math in the afternoon when your kids are more, maybe some kids are more fresh then. Maybe it works best to get school done with the youngest kids first. And then when the older kids get up, you can focus on them. But what I think is instead of focusing on one homeschool routine or schedule or plan that you've seen out there on the internet and say, well, this is the golden ticket. This is the one way it has to look. I feel like we have to give ourselves a freedom to be flexible and to work with our family's unique rhythm. Some of us have a bunch of night owls. Some of us are, you know, everyone's up early, but we go to bed early, like whatever it is, figure out your family's peak work time and work around that. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is to focus on scheduling in those extracurriculars first. So that would be things that are out of the house. So if you have music lessons or karate or gym class or homeschool co-op or whatever, you know, library time, whatever you're doing that's out of the house, obviously that needs to be scheduled in. Um, so, you know, that, those are usually like weekly things, maybe not daily, right? So maybe it's every Tuesday, every Wednesday, you have something going on. So go ahead and don't put so much on your plate on those homeschool days for at home. Maybe count those as your extracurricular days and get all the errands done and all the other running so that every other day you can really focus in on what needs to get done at home and with your homeschool that way. So number one, what's your family peak work time? Are we talking morning? Are we talking late morning, afternoon? Work with that. Number two, schedule in the extracurriculars, the out of the house activities. And then number three, here's where I think a lot of people maybe feel overwhelmed because we're so used to thinking of school as seven subjects that get covered every day or whatever, right? We have seven periods at school. Well, I think you kind of have to create a priority list of subjects and focus on daily necessities that have to be done every day. So most of us would agree that every day our kids should be doing some sort of math and some sort of language arts, reading, um, grammar, whatever that looks like for you. Now, not to, this is not to say that history and science and Bible and music and art and all these other wonderful things are not important, but we know that 
Our kids aren't going to master everything. The most important foundational subjects with which if they are found, if they are secure in these, if your kids have a working knowledge of math and language arts, they will be lifelong learners. They can learn anything they need to in science. They can learn anything they need to in history. And so daily necessities to hit, we got to focus on priorities because we know not every day is going to be perfect. So if you have one of those crazy days where you're out of the house with extracurriculars or where things are just not working the best, which two subjects can you get done and still feel pretty good about your day? This is how you can focus on your daily schedule. So what needs to get done? You know, I've had these days even with my teenagers where things are just not working well and they say, can I skip something? And we don't do this all the time, but in your mind, okay, what would be okay to skip today? And so go ahead and think of what are the hardest, most time-consuming subjects first. You know, maybe math, because you want to get that done before your kids' brains turn to mush. So that might be the first thing they need to do each day. So have your daily priority list in your mind. Maybe even write it out, you know, include it in the schedule, include it in the routine, include it on the Trello board or the work box, however you want to organize your day. Um, think through priorities. Now, if you're wondering what any of those things are I just mentioned, like a work box or a Trello board, um, make sure you check out the show notes because I will have links to all of these things, which will help you with your scheduling and your routines and creating task lists for your kids for homeschooling. So remember, the show notes are at 41more.com forward slash 139. Okay, the very last tip I wanted to talk about today, other than consider your family, your peak learning time, what their schedules are like, early or late risers. Number two, plan in those extracurriculars and out of the house times. Number three, figure out a priority list. What are the daily necessities you need to hit? And number four is looping. Now, looping could be done in so many different ways, and I want you to think through a couple different varieties. So looping is literally, I know this is a podcast, so I can't show you a picture, but I will put a picture of some of these ideas in the show notes in case you need or a visual person and that would help you. But literally think of a circle, think of a loop and think of a few little stopping points on that circle. And once you get through the whole circle, think of it as a clock even, right? Once you get through the minute hand moves all the way around the clock, it's back up at the top pointing to 12 and then it starts again. Looping is essentially, you could do it a couple ways. One way is to list a bunch of subjects that, that you're going to loop through at a certain time of day with your kids. So it could be what you're going to cover in morning time or maybe right after lunch when everyone's together. And these would be things that don't need covered every day. So maybe your looping list is history, music, art. Maybe you decide, I'm not going to do these every day. That's too much in one day to, to have those in addition to everything else. But I also don't want to assign them certain days of the week. What if I say art is every Friday and then we miss art three times in a month because we had appointments. So, you know, scheduling it like that doesn't always work. And then of course, you know, what if it's only three things like history, music, art, you know, how many times a week do I do each one? Like it just gets really complicated. So looping just basically means, okay, right after lunch, we're going to see what's next in our loop schedule. So the first day after lunch, we do history. The next day we do school after lunch, we look at our little list. What are we on now? Now we're on, what did I say? Music. And then the third day 
After lunch, okay, what's in our loop? Now it's art. The fourth day, what do we do? It doesn't matter what day it is. You literally go back to the beginning and you do history again. So some weeks you'll get history in twice. Some weeks you'll get art in twice. Some weeks you get music in twice. It doesn't matter how many days a week you do school. The loop will make sure things get done regularly without worrying about actually scheduling it for certain days of the week or um, you know, scheduling it in daily. It'll still help you be consistent. The other thing you can do, instead of having a list of subjects to loop through, and I've actually done this year, this year for my third grader. So I have a middle schooler and all high schoolers, and then we have a third grader, and I change the way I do her all the time. Because when I had four boys that were all like this cohort, they were all at the same level. You know, I would do, I did work boxes, and we did Trello, and we did all sorts of things. We did morning basket. When I had a whole big group of four boys all pretty much learning a lot of things together. Now that they're all kind of spun off on their own, they're older, middle school, high school, and then my third grader still needs me for, you know, uh, at least a bulk of her stuff, or at least half of her stuff she needs my help with. Um, We've done work boxes for her also in the last few years, but this year instead, um, just because of the subjects that I wanted her to do, we decided to do a loop for all of her daily stuff. So basically, and I'm going to put a a picture of this in the show notes, and I'm going to try to explain it here and not be too confusing, but basically... Um, we took a daily list of tasks. So she might have five to seven things to get done each day, but I didn't like, for example, she's doing first language lessons for her grammar. And I didn't necessarily feel like she needed to do that every day. So it wasn't going to be on a daily list. And then she has a reading comprehension activity. I wanted her to do regularly, but that's definitely not every day. Like there might, it might be every week, once a week, but once again, like if you schedule stuff, okay, we're going to do this on Friday. What happens when we skip three Fridays in a row? Because life happens, right? So the way a, a looped schedule works is I printed, I figured out, I made these little lists of five days of schoolwork. And I literally printed them in a loop in a big circle. So they look like one chunk of lists is at like two o'clock on the clock. And the next chunk is at four o'clock. And the next chunk's at, I don't know, eight o'clock, whatever. And she literally can do any of those groupings at any point. She crosses them out with a dry erase marker. I have it, you know, have plastic over the top and she can just cross it through so that I make sure she gets certain things done regularly. Once she's done each of those sets of homeschool tasks, you know, it might take her a week or if we only did school four days one week it'll you know takes a little longer once she's done and everything's crossed off we erase it all and we start again and she goes through her loop so this makes sure she gets certain stuff done regularly even if it's not every day so another example is like a math time test I want her to practice that with her multiplication but it's not going to be every day because she has a math page every day and that's definitely on there daily But her time tests, I stuck on that loop once every five days. So this just keeps her knowing, okay, what can I do next? And also the beauty of that is she can choose anything. So on a day where, like I said, I'm maybe she's getting started early and I'm not up yet and ready to help her. She can look at that list and see what she can do on her own. She knows, you know, she can do the reading comprehension on her own. She could get started with math. She could do writing with ease, whatever is on there. Now spelling, she needs to wait till I can help her. So in this way, it works a little bit like a workbox. It keeps you, um, you know, on target for the day, but it's a way to loop subjects so that things get done regularly without having this overwhelming list 
for every day. So which of these ideas do you think will help you the most in the new year? Do you need to consider your family schedule more? Do you need to do better at organizing extracurriculars so that you're not out of the house too much? Like maybe you need to focus them on one day of the week? Or do you need to figure out a daily necessities priority list of what has to absolutely get done every day? Or maybe you need to consider looping. So which of these ideas are you going to try? If you want some more targeted help with homeschool scheduling, definitely check out our Homeschool Mom Collective membership. We'll be walking through these kinds of topics in the new year. You can try us out at 41more.com forward slash membership with a coupon code dollar trial. Definitely check out the show notes for a lot more help in homeschool scheduling. You can find those at 41more.com forward slash 139. Thanks for joining us today. I can't wait to meet with you again next week. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.